Hello, and welcome to Ready and Newman's daily podcast, your go-to place for common questions about immigration to the United States. Ready and Newman is a team of experienced business immigration attorneys who handle a host of visa categories and complex immigration cases. This podcast will provide an insight into our daily free conference calls hosted by our attorneys, as well as discussions on hot immigration topics. Please note that information provided is not to be construed as legal advice for your specific situation and does not constitute an engagement with Ready and Newman PC or establish an attorney-client relationship. For specific advice on your situation, please contact an attorney. Here's your host. Hi, this is Rahul Reddy. Today is November 29th. The time is about... 11.30 11.30 a.m. Redeem MDPC has been conducting Zoom or conference call for past 10 years. If you have any questions, please raise your hand. If you're a newcomer, please raise your hand. Let our team know that you're a newcomer in the chat. Uh, hi, Rahul. This is Terence. I actually joined from my mobile. So uh, can I ask you a question here? Good. Ask the yeah, question. Sure. Sure. So I have a question on my I-140. So um, three years ago, my previous employer has, uh, you know, filed my I-140 and it was approved. Mm-hmm. And then I left uh, that organization after spending almost a year after the approval. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, my current employer has, you know, submitted the farm for a fresh GC process to retain the, you know, the previous priority date. And in the meantime, I got another offer from a different company. So mm-hmm. now my question is that can I join the new company even though you know I know that my my current employer is going to withdraw my petition. So can I join the new company and uh, and then what will happen? To yeah. my, okay, absolutely. It will not affect your priority date. It will not affect you to move to the other company. It will not affect you to extend the seventh year H one B. It will not affect your spouse H four EAD if you move to a different okay. company because you told me that it's not the current company that has the I one forty. It is the previous company that has the I-140. And you also told me that it's been more than 180 days after that I-140 has been approved, you left the company. Hi Rahul, can I ask you a question? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, this is Rika, we are a green card holder. And uh-huh. uh, um, uh, we have a situation like, you know, my wife has to go to India, might stay longer than that. So- Longer than what? That, longer than longer what? Longer than one year. One year. Okay. So, I think we have something called as a travel document, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Okay, right. So, is it an easy process, and how long does it take to get an approval? Can we um, can we just you know apply and go or something? You can apply and go, but there will be a biometric process. So your wife oh. has to be there at the time when the biometrics will be called in. The okay, other okay, thing okay. is that you need to understand what are the negative consequences that you may have if she goes for more than one year because her citizenship will be delayed too. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. And uh, we got a green card in back in 2018. So uh, why don't, why don't you just get the green card citizenship and go? I mean, that will be easier. You may want uh, you to know, discuss right. about the strategy. Right, right. But um, you know, right, like, you know, uh, when you go move to a, your citizenship, like, you know, I think your farmlands, everything will have been taken over or something like that. No, so we have some not, commitment. That, that is not right, what you said. I'm a lawyer in India too. If you oh, want really? to I mean, buy... You have to have... Yeah. You know, that's not right. 
if you are going to buy any more farmland, you cannot buy. But you can dispose of your current farmland. No, but we cannot keep it what we have, right? Who said? Or we have to transfer to someone. No, sir. You don't have to transfer. You don't have to transfer to somebody. Okay. 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 You may. You may want to consult me privately, and then I will discuss the options. I'm a lawyer in India too. Okay. 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 Sure. Okay. Okay. Sure. And then, how long does it take to get the travel document approved? You, she doesn't have to be here. It may take six months to get it, but she doesn't have to be Ooh. here when the travel documents come come to her. She has to be here okay, only at the time when she gets the biometrics. Okay. Then normally, how how soon do you, you know we expect that you know that biometrics biometrics, biometrics may come mm -hmm. anywhere between one month to mm -hmm. three months, typically. Next person, please. Okay. Chandru, okay. can you leave? Uh, hi. You can. What do you mean leave? Go ahead, Chandra. Sorry, can I go ahead and ask my question? Y yes, go ahead, Chandra. Yeah. So, uh, my husband, uh, he passed away uh, uh -oh. around 15 days ago. And I'm on H4 EAD. And I was working and right now I'm on leave. Mm -hmm. I And I have a five-year-old son. So, mm -hmm. right now, uh, my confusion is if I have to continue over my work or stop working and immediately change to some other status mm -hmm. and second the, best, the yeah. best thing is probably the only thing that i can think about if i use a f1 status right now okay so i have to travel out of the country to get the visa no you right? you can apply you can apply for f1 status within united states and then i can just continue staying here right process and what about my job i'll lose the job right you will have to stop the job now. Okay. And secondly, uh, about, uh, I was looking about 204i clause. Mm -hmm, so, that is right. Yeah. So I was, when I was reading through that, uh, it mentions you have to continue to stay in US. So my question is, uh, like if I have to go to India for a couple of months, like say six months. And if then you're just, that, if you're visiting India, it's not a problem. If you're going for India for six months, it definitely is a problem now. Okay, it should be lesser than six months or something like that. That's right. It should be lesser than three months. Lesser than three months. Yeah. Oh, okay. 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 And it's Next like no, no, nothing about frequency, right? I can travel frequently, like if as long as yeah. it's lesser than three months. First of all, there is another problem. When you move to F4 to F1, though, mm -hmm. you have to get the H1B, uh, H1B stamp in the passport. Okay. Uh, one second. F1, when you go outside the country, you have to get yeah. the F1. Yeah. So sometimes since you have, an, your husband has an I-140 approval, mm -hmm. it may become a problem for you to get an F1 visa. Okay. Okay? Okay. Okay then. Next person, please. Fatima. Uh, um, hi, Rahul. Uh, so my question is uh, that I am on H4 EAD and mm -hmm. uh, my daughter is 16 year old. Um, can I create an Amazon KDP account on my name and put her name as the author because she wants to publish a book? Is it legal for me to earn money for my daughter's book? Hmm. So just put her name as the author's name because Amazon KDP says that um, uh, if you're a minor, anyways, you cannot create the account and adult has to create the account. And yeah, that... you can put your daughter's name as author's name. <clears throat> That may constitute to be working, ma'am. That may constitute to be working. 
what i would suggest probably you may want to consider is okay at this point of time is mm -hmm. let her don i mean how is it the money what you're expecting or is it of course the uh, process and of course that she's writing a books and engaging with the things and in future it will be much better for her so, which is the top priority for you right now the top priority is uh, the college admission so if uh, she writes that in her so, resume yeah um, what 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 you can what what i would suggest you in these circumstances is that is is that to have all the money donate to some cause any money that is generated from there could be a better idea for you okay uh, uh but i mean i don't think that the money would be like a large amount i would say it would be like a very very small amount but still i can i know yeah that um, would be better in that way we would say that hey she worked for red cross okay 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 and i can put her name as the author name right yeah in that way hey so what is she doing well she's donating money to red cross Okay. Is there something wrong? Uh, donating money to Red Cross? No. Okay. Okay. Got it. Okay. Uh, thanks, Rahul. Next Raj? person, please. Yes. Hello. Hi, Rahul. So, I'm on H-1B visa. So, I came to India last year for H-1B stamping. So, I did get the stamp in November 2021. And uh, right after the stamping, I got uh, I got to know that I have a brain tumor, and my doctor was treating me. Uh, so I, I was still working from home until July and everything was working fine. Like even the, I was getting paychecks regularly. So after July, the, the contract ended with the end client and my employer was not paying me. So I, I was, I was not able to, you know, travel right away to us. So I went, I tried to went in November and they stopped me at port of entry. They have asked me for the pay stubs and I could only show them the last paycheck was from the July. Mm -hmm. And uh, they asked me, like, were you working, like, from the, for the past three months between July till now? But I said, no, I wasn't working. I was on leave because I wasn't able to work because of the, you know, medical issue. Get to the conclusion. What happened after that? Yeah. So after that, they canceled me. They, can, they put the cancel stamp on my uh, visa and he, he asked me to get proper documentation and come back again. So I reached out to my employer. He said, uh, you know, you can't, you can look for other employers. So, uh, first, Siraj, one problem with you is that you can't enter into United States when you don't have any job. Okay. So your okay. job ended in July. How are you trying to, when you're entering into the country, what is your purpose? Your purpose is what? To come and work, but you don't have a job. Yes, uh, my employer said, you know, you can just tell them that, you know, you are, you are working on an in-house project. You can't tell lies. Yes, but uh, even you don't have they any, had the property. You don't have in-house in project. Yes. Well, the so, best thing, yeah, the best thing right now is to find another employer and you need to consult a lawyer before you even apply for the H-1B and you go for the consulate before though. Because you already had the visa cancellation. Did you try to come from Chicago airport? No, I tried to go from Abu Dhabi International Airport. Yeah, okay. Yep. Okay. And also, you one, more, to well, go ahead. one more thing I forgot to mention. Like, so they took me the sec took me into the second screening. I don't know, something that popped up in their machine with my name saying something like it was involved in the TTRT or 
you know tcs lookup uh, even i could not understand what that means one thing is that you got a h1b approval in november of 2021 stamping and you're coming in november of 2022 it already pops up there why is okay. that you're taking one year do you still have a job that's a question that i raises to anybody why is the job still waiting is a job in usa is a job in india so that already arises there you're already flagged up next person please Manish. you should have known that before please keep watching our tuesday videos every week that we we send you would have been saved if you have watched that one okay and i'll give you a link for that manish go ahead hi rahul good morning so uh i came to the meeting yesterday as well so i'm in the same limbo situation that we have applied for as when we transfer for two three months back and we haven't received any receipt number yet and uh, they are saying that we don't have any application but they have cashed the checks so uh um, you said you you said the checks has been cashed yeah. the checks has been cashed that is the evidence that the application is there you said the premium processing check has not been cashed is right right yeah so we you just... yeah so the employer can contact the uscis okay yeah um But... we are trying that and they are saying that we don't have any account like we don't have any information yet of your application and as soon as long as we don't have any we can't give you any receipt number or anything like that and as long as they can't give us any receipt did, number did you did you check the check at the back of the check though yeah i asked my employer multiple times when they said that the bank is just giving us a single line that what is a check number check id and original id and all pay, those some of the banks require that you have to pay 5 dollars to give the check Okay yeah okay I will reach out to them so the receipt okay. number should be on the back of it right yeah so um yeah I have a different question is like that it's been too long and uh, I have changed my mind that I don't want to join startup anymore and uh, I want to start the green card process with my current company so would that be like they would they would have a but you, like you didn't you didn't you didn't join the new company did you no no I haven't Yeah, so that you just ignore it. You can continue what you're doing. Okay, so like when they are going to apply for the green card, would there be any entry? Would they know that, uh, or should I let no, them know? No, they would not. This, know. They, so, you don't have to let them know that some other company applied for H one B. You don't have to let them know. Sounds good. Thank you so much. Next person. Krishna. Krishna. Hi, this is Krishna. Krishna, I can't hear you properly. Otherwise, I'll have to move to somebody else. Uh, Rahul, can you hear me now? Better now. Go ahead. yeah so i have a question regarding the cspa age for my son so he is still 18 years old and i applied for i485 uh, last year in september it was a downgrade from eb2 to eb3 on that i applied for i485 and i have got my i140 approval for eb3 now does it mean that he uh, any of all my children are like their ages are locked out when was your i140 approved uh, it was approved uh, last month it was approved last month and yes. uh, and what is the priority date my priority date is uh, january 21st 2013 actually i did a concurrent filing of i485 and i140 in september last year september last year 2021 Yes, yes, yes. And you never did premium processing at that time. No, I never did any premium processing. Yeah, here is the problem though. For the age to be locked, the priority mm-hmm. date has to be current. Mm-hmm. The I485 has to be applied. The child has mm-hmm. to be under twenty-one. Yes. The I140 must be approved. Okay. But the I140 was not approved until recently. 
until yeah until yeah last month yes so uh, so when the i140 is approved the other things were not met which is the prior date is not current so they are not locked okay you should you should have been following our channel you should have been filing a premium processing of the i140 and that has costed that your children are not locked mm -hmm. okay until you get the green card i i want you to keep watching our tuesday every week because you don't miss these kind of golden opportunities and when the and keep watching it okay that's all i can tell you thank you sir thank you okay swati and watch watch this video that i sent to you okay it addresses the issue what we are speaking about good swati ha ha rahul um my question is our priority date is november 2013 ep2 and i am dependent applicant i got my ead ap and i have plans for uh, travel to india but my lawyer is saying uh, she don't recommend to use ap as if i will use ap i can't file 485 in eb3 if eb3 becomes current before eb2 so this year if i apply ma'am here is a, here is a you don't have there are two things you do, mm -hmm. refiling the into eb3 is one aspect Mm -hmm. interfiling into eb3 is another aspect okay you can interfile into eb3 you may not have to refile it okay so But, if i were you and there are different ways you can refile it too by just going to out to mexico and coming back again if you want to so under your circumstances if i were you i will not stop traveling okay so if i will go and uh, ap uh, um, use ap, AP and uh, if my husband want to uh, uh, refile uh, then what you do is once you come back mm -hmm. you go to mexico you have you have the h4 approval is right until what time yeah, is your h4 yeah. approval uh, it's in up to 23 uh, yeah no, what no. you do is that you you go to you go to mexico there is something called margarita trick okay margarita trick yeah. have you heard about it yeah. Yeah, I I uh, heard from your videos last videos Margarita okay. switch I think. Yes, uh, so you can you can do the Margarita switch, and once you do the Margarita switch, you will be able to refile application in EB three along with your husband. Okay, sure. And I gave you the Margarita trick to you. Okay. Okay, sure. And uh, if I don't go uh, Mexico or if I uh, don't choose that, but uh, still, my husband own can my husband only apply for uh, EB three? Uh, Let me ask you, Swati. Will we allow just husband to get the green card and you not getting the green card? So my status will. Why? Why? Why can't you do Mexico trip? Tell me. Yeah, because sometimes I read the, um, on internet that people don't get the um, automatic revalidation. No, ma'am, they reason. do get it. They do get it. You see, all the people who have viewed that, nobody has ever said that they did not get it. Okay. Okay. We don't okay. post the things just like that, saying that risk yourself. We don't do that. Okay. okay Next okay, person. Sure. Yeah. Thank you. Wish. Hi. Uh, I have uh, one question. The complaint is one. So. currently if uh, we are actually working on for one employer and they want to there's a risk of layoff so we want to get into uh, another employer lined up as a consultancy and mm -hmm. can we file a concurrent h1 with the new employer and uh, will my old employer still be notified about that concurrent h1 no let's say you have no. 30 40 hours no you do, your old employer will not be notified concurrent h1 but um but here is the here is the issue for you okay 
if you file a concurrent employer with a different company and if your main employer lays you off though you will have to file one more h1b with your concurrent employer to make your concurrent h1b as a primary h1b okay so it, it involves the entire process of h1b again again. again that is right got it sure and another question is my identity 4 is expiring uh, because my passport is expiring in in april and mm-hmm. i have renewed my passport but uh, mm-hmm. my visa stamping is still available till january 2024 okay so, do the margarita margarita magic okay sure thank you you know what a margarita magic is right i'll find it out on the internet i'll i'll yeah. get to you all you need is that just go to mexico have a nice margarita come back sure. or you can do one other option you can pay us the money and we will extend you pick an option okay okay and going to margarita it's almost 100% coming to us there may be some small risk and we make money Got pick it. your choice thanks. okay thanks man next Ravi? person please um and so uh, good afternoon i have uh, two questions uh, i am working on h1b and uh, i have my uh, green card ead so can i work on the second job using that ead yes you can and uh, one more question like uh, that uh, that company um, uh, my wife i also have a it consulting company can that second job pay to my wife's company and i can get paid from her using my ead is that possible yeah if your wife is willing to pay you yes my wife doesn't okay. pay me <laughs> <laughs> okay and okay. she she told i want to check i told this answer already with your call i got that knowledge and told but she told no no check with atani then i told okay that's one thing and then now currently she is only i opened that company after talk, talking to one on one call sir she is a 100 mm-hmm. uh, 100% owner of the company now since mm-hmm. i got my green card ead can i be also 50% shareholder of the company it, it's not not that you cannot be the owner of the company do you do you doubt your wife is going to run away with the company <laughs> no 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 i i don't okay. have then why okay so, since he asked okay. do you want to be part then you know i was uh, I, i thought of checking that technically you can but let let her be that's going to be better because when we go for the interview you don't uh-huh. want to you don't want confusing the officer oh your this and i i would like it to be more cleaner that's better Go- got Good. it thank okay. you perfect thank you sir and final question and uh, i not got my advance parole uh, we, you applied already for me but my wife got advance parole she she can travel to india and come back with that advance parole right yes you said i applied for advance parole did uh, we file me. a 485 for you yes sir yes sir well we have a separate zoom call for you on thursday though that would be better for you to come there okay okay these questions okay okay sir send I'll an email to the normal email and then i will give you the thursday zoom call that you can our client don't have to come to this zoom call okay 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 sir thank you sir okay next person please abai hi thank you rahul sir uh, one question that i have my i140 eb1 approved and i received the approval in uh, 2019 when i was in india now i am in canada i want to apply for consular processing is it is my priority date has anything to do with my eligibility well it has to do but is yours is current right now um but okay. my major issue would be that do you have a h1b to come to united states no i was an l1a when i got the approval on on the uh, i140 and now is it eb1a or eb1c that you got approved ah uh, it should be it's a company applied or you applied company applied employer specific 
Okay, so can the did you spend one year outside the country in U, uh, outside USA after your seventh year expiration? Ah, uh, no, I L one A was approved only for two years, and after that it got denied. So L one A wasn't uh, renewed. Okay, uh, you and can do the consular. Abai, you can do the consular processing. Okay. Okay, but okay. on parallel though, apply for L one again. Oh, is it okay? Um, I'm with the same employer, consul- so shouldn't be a problem. Yeah, but if the employer is cooperative, I want you to apply for L1A again and land into U.S. and then apply for 485. Yes, the reason is that the consular processing will take forever. Okay, um, so I, I can you can convert into consular processing. Okay, okay, you can convert into consular processing. You can convert into consular processing. Still do the L1A to come into United States and can then convert into 485 application because so if I can you still don't. Yeah, you can still file for it. Fine. The reason I tell you to convert into consular processing is, who knows? After one year, two years, you will be still be looking. Hey, still, I still need to do the consular processing. Then you wasted your time. If you do consular processing, you're not prohibited in doing the consular adjustment of status. You got it? I think so, but I'll book a consultation with Arun Lo again and go for okay. detail. I was just worried about whether I'm eligible or not, and you are definitely. I don't mind. You are eligible as long as your company is cooperative. Understood. Okay, I'll I'll okay. look for consultations. Thank you. Okay. Sandeep. Next person, please. Uh, hi, Rahul. Uh, my priority date is May 2012. Uh, so I am current from December 1st on EB3, not on EB2. Actually, I have refiled, and have received. both ead and ap for eb2 and eb3 as well my question is like uh, if uh, my spouse or i we travel during uh, we have applied for revalid uh, renewal of ap mm-hmm. is that re- ap going to be in uh, risk so long as we come within the approved period of the current ap we have not seen we have not seen the uh, we have not seen the denial of the advance parole for people who have been traveling outside the country we have seen people who initially filed a green card applications getting uh, who have filed their uh, uh, advance parole getting denied for the initial application but for the renewals if they travel we have not seen the denial but either way you are safe to come back into united states at the most if they deny an advance parole Well, you refile again. Yeah, got you it. got it. Yeah. Now one uh, one follow up question on uh, AP. Uh, so, say for example, we use now EB three is favorable, and if we use uh, AP, which is with EB three, mm-hmm. does it anyway tie us down to EB three in case EB two goes? No, forward? it does not. No, it does not. No, it does not. Also, I want you to watch this video. You may want to sue the USCIS. in the writ of mandamus if it's been more than one year that you file the 485 if the priority date is current the reason is that if you don't and if they take a longer time who knows the priority date may go back okay just watch the video that i just sent it to you thank you rahul sorry just sorry just hey, just so this uh, uh, the date had retrogressed but it is it was obviously filed uh, on 2020 october The date has come back current again. So the one year, despite the fact that date is ju- just going to be current, is it's, it still okay? It's no, it's one year from the time you filed your four eight five application, which is October of two thousand twenty. That's actually two years or through two years now. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much. Next person. 
NJ? One year, no. One year date current won't be there. It keeps on moving. Go ahead, MJ. Uh, hello, sir. Uh, sir, I have received my green card. My wife's 485 and AP are still pending for a long time. I mean, I would say it's pending. And then October 19th, they changed her 485 status to fingerprints taken. And then what, the what is what is her priority date? Uh, uh, May, Your priority uh, date. Yeah, May 17th, 2011. It's current. Well, then then the best thing is to file a writ of mandamus in the federal court. Please watch this video and contact this guy called Stephen Brown. I see. Okay. And uh, since everything is pending there, I know it's probably the dumb question. We can't travel or at least she can't travel outside the U.S., right? You said her advance parole is approved or not? No, uh, that is also pending. Uh, and uh, she has... Uh, H4, uh, not stamped in passport, but until law next June. No, she cannot travel even if it's been stamped. Okay, even if it's stamped. Okay, sir. So uh, the mandamus is the option to look into. Okay. Yeah, yes. Thank you. Because why Sorry, she cannot yeah. travel on H4? Because you're no, no longer an H1B. So she cannot travel on H4. Okay. Next Understood. person, please. Thank you. Walid. Thank you. Uh, hi, Rahul. My name is Walid. Uh, my priority priority date is current. I'm from rest of the world category. Uh, I was interviewed on September 29th um, and due to unavailable of the visas, they didn't approve it right away, but they didn't have uh, any RFE or anything else, but it's been pending since. Um, and there has been no update. I've been trying to follow up uh, with the no, Okay, Did you do the congressional inquiry? I did. I went, you know, even they are you know responding okay, very so, I got, so so let me ask you this question though um when did you file the 485 application may of this year may 3rd it's you been just over to, six months i know yeah you just i would not recommend to file a writ of mandamus unless it's one year wait but more of the you know why i'm i was more concerned is interview was completed and they have all the you told me you told me you told me that before so what do you want? What can be done right now? Yeah. What is there anything to expedite this? Um, no, you already, you already, I don't know how to expedite. You already did all the things to expedite. And writ of mandamus is not for you. It's only if it's been pending for more than one year. Next so person, please. Is there a, a I don't, I, Walid, I don't have any way to help you out. Please. You have Asha? to understand. If there is anything, I will try. Hi, Rahul. I have a question. I, I went to India uh, this March 2022 and I got stamped till 2025 for three years. And now I'm planning to change my employer. And uh, next in 2023, if I go to India, so the same visa will be valid or I have to apply for a new visa? You The same visa is valid. So I'll not have any issues in the port of entries, right? Because no, in the sir. visa... Wait. Sir. Yeah. Go ahead. Because in the visa, we'll have that employer name as a, uh, whatever that employer A name, right? Yes. So if right. the port of entry, if they ask questions, are you still working no, with them? No, they won't ask a question. You will tell them in advance. Let's say you have a passport stamping with Apple and now you're working with Microsoft. Mm -hmm. Okay. When you enter into United States, don't just show the passport visa saying, I have a visa from Apple enter into United States. Don't ever do that. Mm -hmm. You show them the H1 approval. Tell them yeah. you will be working for Microsoft, not for Apple. Uh -huh. Got it? Okay. And then you tell them that give the 984 until the Microsoft. And once you enter into the country, check on the online uh 
mm-hmm. to see if the I-94 is given until the expiration date of the Microsoft or is it given based on the passport stamping. Okay. If there is something that they have given until Apple, you contact a lawyer we'll be, or you contact us, we'll help you out. Oh. Okay? And okay. that needs to be done immediately. Oh, Let's okay. say, for example, your H-1B is expiring in 2023 and, mm-hmm. you, and your new, new company H-1B is expiring in 2025. You travel mm-hmm. in 2023, you come back, you never check the I-94, you check in 2024, you contact us at that point of time, oh, you are it. screwed up. Got it, got it. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, because I-94 yeah. is expired and oh, I'm, yeah. I'm staying illegally. Oh, got it. You are absolutely, you will be staying illegally, you will have a lot of trouble. But if the if if as soon as you enter into the country mm-hmm. you realize it there are ways we will correct you there is okay. something called margarita magic there are a lot of different things we can do for you you got okay. it but okay. it's never a problem never okay. a problem for you travel on apple when you have uh, when you are actually working from microsoft next person please. okay sure thank you thank you if you have any questions, post the questions in the chat case. I will try to answer. Hi. Uh, so uh, I'm working for an employer, ABC, a new consultant. Uh, there's a new company that filed um, filed perm for me and it is approved. So when should I move to the new company or before filing the, or when should the I-140 be filed? Should I, should I make, make my H1 transfer to the new company? What or- does the new company wants to do? Uh, uh, it I-140. all depends on them. Is it okay. required for the for the I-140 to be approved for you to move to the new company? Legally, it's not required. Legally, okay. it's not required. But if the company demands, here is the rule, okay? Meat, that is chicken, mutton, beef, is legal in United States. Is that right? Mm-hmm. But when it comes to my wife's home, she says, no, I can't bring meat into the home. It's not legal. I can't read the constitution and law and tell her that thing is right. Okay. In the same case, okay, she'll kick you out if you come into my home bringing meat. Yeah. You got it? Mm-hmm. So now the same thing is applicable. There is nothing like that you have to join. But if the company demands, you have to follow the directions. Otherwise, they won't file I-140. Okay. So uh, they're okay with not filing for the H-1 transfer? So That's fine. Then, then you can proceed as you are. So and should I wait okay. 180 days after the I-140 yeah. to move to a new company, right? You can. I mean, it's up to you. Whatever the company wants it. If the company okay. tells you to stand up, you stand up. If the company okay. tells you raise right hand, you raise right hand. As long as they're getting the I-140 approval and getting you after six months, do whatever they tell you to do. As long okay. as it's legal. Okay. Okay. Thank okay. you. Okay. We'll go to the, I'll go to the questions that are coming up here. Um, Sangeeta Jagannatham, uh, my four, uh, my 485 spending for three months, it's, uh, it's sponsored by previous member. Do I have any restrictions of taking a job, leaving my current company, going to a different company and not to the sponsoring company? Uh, no, uh, as long as the company that filed the 485 does not withdraw your 485 or I-140 application. If the 485 has been filed by company a and you're working for company B and you want to move from company B to company C, it's not a problem. As long as the company A that filed the 485 is not giving you any trouble, you are in good shape, Sanjita. Whether you join company B, company C, company D, you're fine. Um, 
I had downgraded EB2 to EB3 in December. My prior date is June. Current in, I haven't received green card yet. Can I sue USCIS? You damn well do that thing. That's the best thing that you can do. Uh, uh, and please watch this video and contact this gentleman. Don't contact me because I'm not the litigation lawyer in my office. Okay. I work in USA on H1B. I got married this year in July to an Indian working in UK before marriage. I have filed for my husband's H1B physical care petition was filed yesterday. He got annoyed question. Will it have any impact to, to file next year? My main question here is, if you're trying to go with these fraudulent companies though, you will be in trouble Priya. Why can't you just file on labor and I-140? and get him on the H4, okay? And apply for the change of status. That's the best option for you though, instead of him doing all those things. And if you have a I-140 approval, you don't have to go through the lottery system, you get an EAD. So use this option called H4 EAD Priya. There's nothing wrong for a male guy to come here on H4, okay? I came on H4. Uh, unlucky for me at that point of time, I didn't have an H4 EAD, so I had to wait for the adjustment of status EAD. So even though I was a licensed lawyer, okay, I had a license from California, I couldn't work as a lawyer because I did not have an EAD. Um, so yeah, get him on H4. That's the best option. This is Priya. I'm currently an F1 visa, so I don't know what the answer is. That's not a question. Uh, um, uh, uh, Texas Service Center, I. I don't know. I don't have a knowledge whether they're adjudicating the EAD and APs, right? Um, I have two plans, uh, two kids bringing an F2, which is getting denied due to lock of slots and delayed. Uh, oh, don't bring them on B2 visa, ma'am. That will be considered as fraud if you try to bring them on B2 visa. Only apply for F, F2, otherwise it will be a fraud. Thank you guys for coming in. The next conference call will be uh, tomorrow at... Uh... <laughs> Thank you for listening to Ready and Newman Daily Podcast. We sincerely hope that you've taken something valuable out of it. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. For more information or if you want to make an appointment, check out our websites, rnlawgroup.com and immigrationgirl.com. Have an awesome day.